like dude how are we gonna how are we supposed to start this the youtube intro let's take it back to good old 2017 <laughs> fifa yes, what, is what is up you guys welcome back to a brand new episode of from a to z with aziz <laughs> featuring our good old co-host yusuf <laughs> all right i think that's good enough right that's good enough all right uh, welcome back guys uh all right, so this is the last of our series of five episodes oh, the episode? of the Christmas specials. Exactly. This is the last titties. Th this, uh, this is the last nipple in town, man. <laughs> the last titties for Christmas. That's it. That's it. That's episode five. All right. So I by now by now you should have a clear idea of whether this is something that you want to entertain if this for. Is yours or not. Yeah, if this is yours or not. Basically, you have. A clear idea of whether you're gonna entertain us being really annoying for quite some time, or you're fucking fed up with it's us. Been an hour and a half every time. It's, uh, so it's every yeah, every time it's been like, okay, we're done with it. So yeah, last episode. So we're not releasing shit for 2020. Right. No, right. That's so it for that's right. it. 2020. So, so we gotta wrap it up. We gotta wrap up 2020 right here. 2020 recap. 2020 recap. That's the one right here. This episode. Right. <laughs> if you if you're a content creator and you don't have any content to produce, it's gonna be a Q and A or or a best of twenty. Yeah, best of <laughs> like look at back at the time when I had good content, right? Yeah, I want I want to talk about best of twenty twenty, right? right? Let's go. And I do want to talk about the best of twenty twenty. Ever since Aziz came back to London, um, I'm not much of a cook myself, <laughs> right? Um, but Aziz showed up to London being like, "Yo, guys, I'll make you the most fire bolognese you've ever seen." And it was fire. It was definitely fire. We had it for the next four days, that kind of stuff. Aziz is absolutely killer with his food. But I do want to say one thing. Um, I showed up to his place today, and my guy showed up. Uh, what, what, what is that? What is that thing on the on the stove? So basically, it's been it's been it's been really 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 viral. This thing. It's called birria tacos. All right. So exactly, yeah, yeah. The taco has been going like super viral on the internet where you dip the 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 and tortilla and and the sauce exactly and you fry it yeah. yeah and so i decided to do some birria tacos but one the defining flavor of the birria the taco is no 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 but the defining flavor since it's a mexican dish it's guajillo chilies and ancho chilies and whatever but it's dried yeah but yeah yeah but it's supposed to be dry um dry mexican chilies which you can't really find very easily in london so i had to use a substitute which is your favorite ingredient on earth i love it um ever since you fucking showed up to london with it and i knew this thing beforehand uh, even though it's not like a big egyptian thing either it's harissa right like which harissa based which is basically like your spicy sauce uh kind of thing like you put it in everything rice uh, fucking <laughs> chicken, rice, whatever it is, like you stick that harissa and everything. So ever since you got her, your harissa from Tunisia, what your grandma sent you harissa and yes, olive oil and stuff like that, right? Uh, ever since you've got that stuff, every dish that you've made me has been harissa based. <laughs> and um, and I, I mean, I appreciate it, but I ever since then, I like I told my brother, I was like. Every time I go to go to his place, I'm gonna get some harissa dishes. Until this day, it's been the same thing, right? Uh, and I do want to talk about like you and your cooking, obviously. Like that's that's the big that's the big recap of 2020 okay. for me. So before you start, I have a comment to make, <laughs> right? I have a, I'm I. You think it's gonna be a disclaimer, but it's definitely not a disclaimer. I'm so gonna support every single point you're gonna make by telling the story. So two days ago, I went to the butcher because you know for this specific dish, you needed meat. Right, and I got some dry ass like stewing beef, whatever. Yeah, no, 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 some shitty like chuck. Sure. So the stuff you make burgers with, 
Right. But I wanted an extra, uh, how do you call it? An extra flavor profile. So I decided let's go for something a bit more fatty, a bit more unctuous, right? <laughs> right. So I went to the butcher and I asked for short rib and oxtail, right? And for you guys, it do don't matter. If you don't know the cuts, it doesn't matter. It's just know that it's a niche cut, right? The oxtail or the short rib? The oxtail, for sure. It's such a niche cut. Mm. But the whole point was um, I went to the butcher and I asked for short rib and chuck. No, 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 an oxtail. And I was like, could you take the bones out, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, but if I do that, I'll also weigh them in when I sell you the short rib. So if you want like half a pound, it's not going to be half a pound of meat. It's going to be half a pound of meat plus bones. I was like, all right, cool, cool. But then he started going all condescending about it. He's like, what are you going to make with it anyway, right? Oh, damn. And, okay. and that kind of triggered me because yeah. I was like, homie, what do you know about my cook? Like, do you think I'm... That's such a condescending take. It what are you a good? Very condescending take, but I, I have an equally condescending take. Right? Like, like, like your equivalent of going to get well, short rib, uh, oxtail, whatever it may be, yeah. and the guy being all condescending about like, I mean, what are you gonna make with it, or that kind of stuff? like being like, are you gonna waste the meat that I'm gonna give you right now? I, I have an equal, uh, equally uh, obnoxious take. Um, that is, if you go to a record store, and um, I remember I went to a record store with two of my really close friends. Um, sales, one of them, and they wanted to get records for the first time in their lives, right? And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about, like, if you're a person who's buying records for the first time, like, the guy at checkout is definitely going to be looking at you like, you're a, you're a fucking noob, right? Like, exactly. oh, you're buying 12 records today? You've clearly never had records before. And it's just, roster. you want to build your roster, right? And it's like, it's 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 not even, like... An interesting fucking take because these dudes are just dissing you for music you don't have and you're trying to fucking buy. But these guys are so fucking condescending. They're gatekeeping is uh, they gatekeep for days, right? But they're the guys who's trying to fucking sell you things in the first place. It's the same thing as your fucking butcher, man. Dude, no, no, no. But I had to like take like, dude. It got even worse with this condescending tone because after that, uh, I was like, he was like, "What are you making?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make a stew with it." And he was like, well, it's not really good for us too. You should pick Chuck. I think it's better. And I looked and I was like, I already have Chuck at home. I'm just trying to get like different flavors, different textures. And like the dude shut down and was like, oh, I see. And then, and then so he went to, you know, so he went to the counter to, to weigh out my shit. And I looked and he had some lamb merguez. Merguez, right? So being Tunisian, that's our thing, right? Merguez is, merguez is our thing. It's, we know exactly, like, my mom makes her own shit. In our fact, like, we make our own shit, right? Sure. So I know how, the process. And so I just wanted to ask him, I was like, how, what do you season it with, sure. right? Because I wanted to know, like, is this similar to, like, the Tunisian one? Because yeah. if it's, that's the case, I would love to buy some. Sure. So it was an educated question. Yeah. The motherfucker replies, like, man, it's a whole lot of spices. <laughs> I don't think you would know. I was like, oh, yeah, like what? And he was like, like, Harissa, I was like, I'm Tunisian. <laughs> I was like, I'm Tunisian. I'm, I was like, that's why I'm asking to know yeah. if I could, if this if matches, if I, vibe with this if I fuck with this, right? If this matches the yeah. flavor profile I'm looking for. Yeah. And if it is the case, then I will buy. And I was like, I am Tunisian. I know Harissa. was like, oh, in that case, yeah, Harissa paste and uh, fenugreek and uh, cumin, whatever. I was like, yeah, so basically you're seasoning in the Tunisian way. Sure. It's like, yeah, a lot of Mediterranean flavors. I was like, all right, cool. I was asking because I maybe I wanted to, to buy, but you know what? I'll pass by next time. Sure. I'm never going to go to that place Why? again. Because he can go fucking... Right th 
But it's the attitude. It's the. I mean, sure, I get the attitude. I mean, I get the attitude, man. Like, okay, look, I don't like service workers being dicks to me. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm, Why are you gatekeeping generally? your product? Ge That's my take. Why are you gatekeeping your product? <laughs> Do you want me to buy it or not? <laughs> Big fact. Like, generally, like we're not dicks to service workers either, right? Like, like, like we're generally like decent people. Delivery guys, serve waiters, yeah. whatever it may be. Like, we tip. We're we're nice. We're polite. Whatever it may be, right? But like, what about service workers just immediately being dickheads to you? Like, what about a dude? <laughs> what about a dude at a restaurant who just looks at you? And it's just like, just has this fucking scar face on. It's like, oh, you're, get, you're gonna pick that thing? Oh, you want the pizza? pizza? Oh, you're gonna eat the pizza? Right? Oh, oh, this pasta, right? No, like, you can't no. make white pasta. Like, dude, 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 dude. If I pay for this shit and then I add a tip, it's going to your pocket. Exactly. Just so shut up. I'm getting, like, don't be a fucking dick about it. Like, what? You're gonna diss me for getting, like, the carbonaro without bacon? <laughs> Like okay, fair enough. Like that's a whole fucking thing. And I, I, I mean, I've, I know I've told you this before. I, I'm not a big fan of cheese. So anytime I'd go to McDonald's, I'd get like a Big Mac with no cheese, yeah. uh, or a Big Mac plain, so really. So Which sure. Actually, sure. So How is it? Safe? It's so like intriguing. Like you go to McDonald's and you have like nutrition think, requirements, dietary requirements. Like so oh. <laughs> You think some dude is sitting, like, five feet away, looking at me eating my McDonald's, being like, yo, dude, that dude got it without the bacon or without the Big Mac sauce, being like, oh, that's a whole thing? Bro, no one gives a shit. You know what's Super Sigma? What's Going to McDonald's during the whole Travis Scott thing and getting and getting a Mac chicken. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Getting a fucking salad, man. Like, like ain't no getting no Cactus Jack burger yeah, or no any of that. Sauce. No sickle mode sauce, even though, I mean, I'd love some sickle mode sauce right now. I'm not going to lie, nice. man. Um... Uh, I do wait, wait, wait. Actually, this, this is, this, this isn't even like close to being a good take or anything. But I do want to say, big up, fucking, <laughs> just burger sauces in general, man. Yeah. Like my favorite burger sauce, Bleaker Burger. That's it. Out like trounces anything yeah, in London right now, shabbish. right? Like everything's garbage. Everything uh, is complete garbage in comparison to Bleaker. Same, right? same thing in Abu. And and I mean Abu Dhabi, more like Dubai more than anything else. But um, what's the name of that joint in Dubai? Uh, Pickle. Shout out, shout out Pickle, man. Shout out Pickle. Shout out Pickle. Pickle. Their sauce, <laughs> next level, man. Their smash burger. Yeah, they got pickled chili, pickled pickles. Pickled pickles. And pickled onions. <laughs> and you pick which one of three you can get. Sure. I'm so advertising this. Oh, this. Yeah, Bro, yeah, honestly, yeah. if you def go there. Definitely and they got, this, they got this whole thing that kids love, which is like the whole secret menu vibe. Sure. Kind of like, um, what's the name of that place? Uh, the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club got a like, secret uh, spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in London Bridge. Yeah. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, if you go on the internet, you'll find it. There's nothing secret about it. Like, the, the first time the first time you go there, it must be funny. But, like, I'm sure the waiter who's waiting for you to say, the like, the safe word or whatever to access is, like, I'm so fed up with this shit. Like, every time they hear it, they're like, ugh. Uh, let me see the captain. Ah, oh, fine, man. Let me walk you through the fridge. Let me open this fucking shit, man. I'm sick of this shit. But, listen, listen. Service workers, if they want to be a dick to you, they have all the power in the world to, to do because so. you know <laughs> this this thing is for real i know i this, this thing is true it's factual i know it from good source if you're in an airplane and someone well i guess it's it wouldn't be valid for like big big corporations and everything but i know a couple of airlines where like if you're really a dick to the cabin crew 
they'll spit in your coffee. <laughs> they'll spit in your. Your dad's a pilot, right? Like your dad's a pilot. He's worked in cabin crews. Like he he knows cabin crews. He knows all this kind of stuff. So what kind of like insider talk <laughs> you got yeah. in terms of like cabin crew? No, for sure. Cabin crew can. If you're a dick to cabin crew, they'll give it back to you. Then plus some plus interest. But you don't know it. But I swear to God, bro, they. It's like, well, this is not from my dad. This is from someone who I've I, I've met. This is. Um, not really family friend. I wouldn't call that family friend. But this is someone who worked in an airline as cabin crew. Sure. But it's not. But you know they're not part of the family. And she, this this lady, right? She used to say if a guy is a, was a complete dick, and this is like a Tunisian airline. This is back in the day. If a guy was a complete dick, they would like the staff when they're preparing the food. They're like, all right, which one of you guys is sick today? And they're like, I I don't know. I got a bit of a cold or whatever. I was like, all right, you spit on this coffee. <laughs> it was like, this dude is about to catch the flu. That is so petty. In 2020, this could never, never work. It can never happen. With COVID and everything, there's no way you can play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you sneeze in the, the fucking tube, people will look at you like you're a weirdo. I swear to God, last time. I've been on the tube. Last time. No, but dude, last time I was... Like I was, I had, I was, I'm part of like a study group, yeah. I guess, and uh, we went to the university to study whatever, and I started explaining the curriculum to some of those dummies, and at some point, I start sneezing, and I was like, they're all looking at me right now, like I'm, like I'm patient zero, yeah. and uh, and the which first, <laughs> which, whoa, yeah, <laughs> this. We'll we'll talk about this in Seoul. <laughs> we'll talk about this when it comes. You know what? How about you? You what? What were we gonna talk about today? Anyway, it's twenty twenty recap. Seoul is a big part of my twenty twenty recap. So I'll let you do it. Like like it is it is twenty twenty recap. And and one of the biggest stories we've heard from Aziz has been his trip to Seoul. Right? Like my, my yeah, his his extensive trip to Seoul. He went to explore all kinds of cities, all kinds of places, all kinds of temples, all kinds of culture. Right for like a very long time, and so he came back from Seoul and gave us the breakdown for essentially the the, the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, I've been hearing a, a new shit about Seoul for like the last eight months, but I do want to give Aziz the mic and just kind of get let him like go off on the whole Seoul thing. By long and extensive trip, he means thirty six hours. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Thirty six hours in Seoul felt like a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, right, like you look at Parasite. Like you look at like the other day we were talking about Parasite and Bong Joon Ho and whatever it may be, and he was talking about like, dude, you know those shots of like them in like Seoul and like Korea and like just when she grabs the peach and like walks off the market, he's like, bro, that's like actually what <laughs> what Seoul looks like, bro. Like I, I'm telling you, like I've been there and I feel the spirit in all of it, man. The aesthetics of all of it. And he just came back like the biggest fuckboy I had ever seen. Listen, you go to that city, you come back a different person. <laughs> it was a life. I guess I found part of my soul and soul. Oh, oh. Fine, fine. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. I, I, I did that caption, but yeah, I was like, I did that caption on Insta. But to be honest, it's 2020 recap, and soul was a big. Soul was huge. Uh, yeah, it was right? huge for me because because soul soul was all right. Was your first trip, like, no, no. But basically, what what happened was that uh, I finished my grad. So I graduated in October, and so I was in Abu Dhabi for the rest of the year, and I didn't have much to do. And right after you, when when you guys came over for. So you came back. You came back from London for, for for winter break and everything. I, you know, I saw you guys and whatever and blah blah blah. And at that point, 
I was talking to my dad and I asked him, I was like, dude, are you going to Seoul soon or Korea? Because he's a pilot. And he was like, um, yeah, I have a flight on the 8th of Jan. What we was could your whole reasoning? And I was like, no, yeah, I'm explaining the reasoning. I just asked him, I was like, yo, when you go there, can you go get me some kimchi and a couple of Korean spices? Gochujang, gochugaru. Can you get me that stuff? Because get me the real stuff. I don't want that kimchi that you sell at Waitrose that's overpriced. Give me that real kimchi shit. Yeah, that funky kimchi. So I was like, I want that. And he was like, oh, for sure. Because, you know, he's a pilot. He can literally. So he, so he flies. Solo is a 10 hour trip. So that means he has 30 hours at least there. That's that's the policy for um, for uh, for airline companies, for people who didn't know. The way it works is you do X amount of time from two hours before the flight, two hours after the flight. You take all that time. So if the flight is eight hours plus an extra two and an extra two. That's. So what, 8 plus f 8 plus 4, 12, 12 times 3, 36. You have 36 hours of rest, right? So you stay a full day and a half in the city before flying again. And then you stay another 36 hours where you don't work. Right, and then, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, you do, you do the flight, you take 36 hours in the city, and then you do the flight, and then you take 36 hours off, guaranteed, right after the flight at home. And so for those 36 hours, you're free to do whatever the fuck you want as long as you don't get intoxicated, of course. So my dad can go to a mall, whatever, grab the stuff he needs. He can do his tourism. He's free to do exactly. So it's kind of fire. That's one of the perks of being a, that's one of the perks of being a pilot. It's one of those things that comes with a career choice. And so one of the things he can do, like I said, is go to the mall and everything. So I asked him, can you go fetch me those things, those ingredients? Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, well, what about you come and get him, and get him yourself? And I was like, oh, come on, miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to pay a ticket, whatever. And it's like, I'm going to do a visa just to go get gochujang and kimchi. Because, yeah, Tunisian passport ain't the brightest. So probably need a visa. And he's like, no, actually, Tunisians don't need a visa to go to Japan Hong Kong or Korea. Okay. I was like, fire. Oh, yeah. And I had a free ticket from the year before. Because the thing about pilots is you have, at Etihad at least, great company <laughs> <laughs> endorsing it. At Etihad, what used to happen is if um, you're part of the close family, so husband, wife, kids, parents, right? They get one free ticket a year, mm. right? And I didn't use mine from that year, so I had one left. And so he was like, I didn't use my ticket for 2019, so he was like, Let, let's use it now. Yeah. So my ticket for 2019, he was like, okay, let's book you a flight to Seoul. Come to Seoul with me. And so the whole procedure was, um, I fly with him. He's the he's the pilot. As soon as I land, I go, to, I I get I go to his hotel, because he's the pilot. You can get like two beds in his room, so I, I'm allowed to sleep there. So sleep there, then visit the city for the amount of time where he's still in the city, the right, the day, and then go back. Hmm. Obviously, a couple of perks come with it, notably the ticket being a first-class ticket, which yes, I flex yes, so yes, bad. Dude, you flex that shit so you flex that you've been flexing that shit so hard ever since we got the university, really. <laughs> like you've been advertising it like, yo, I got some free tickets for y'all if you want to get like back home, if you want to travel around the world, you want to go to New York, whatever it may be, I got you, right? And then all of a sudden, Aziz hits me in sales up uh, around New Year's and is like, yo, guys, like, um, do you guys want to go to Seoul? Um, and I was like, 
I mean, hell yeah. But like, let me check if I can. Sales checked if he could. End of the day, we both couldn't, right? Like, we both went skydiving, and you went to Seoul. So I went to Seoul, and those were the most blessed 36 hours of my life. I'm not going to lie. That, that city is so beautiful, so clean, so artsy, but also so modern. It has, like, the perfect blend of everything. And, Grant, I, by the way, like, I did not miss the objective of the of the... Of, of the trip i went and i got the kimchi <laughs> i got a whole tub of kimchi and i got what the gochujang the gochugar i got everything what i also brought with me was sars cov 19 <laughs> let's go no so this is i am so basically this was like i said on the 8th of january so we didn't really know about this covid thing going on i was like ah we found out about COVID in, in February, really. Like, I, I, I was aware of COVID since December because Twitter, but yeah. I but it was a hoax in yeah, everybody's same. mind. It's like, I, I was aware of it. it was like, yeah, what's what's going to happen? It's like, just, whatever, China's getting wrecked. Exactly. Whatever. It's like, none of my business, yeah. right? Like, they'll deal with it with, like, yeah, the UN, whatever. It's, it's not going to affect our lives. It's just, it's, I guess, too bad it happened. But it did, at that time, there were a couple of infections in Korea. And me and my dad went to the the street the street food market. So when did you go to Seoul? On the eighth of January. I went on the eighth, left on the tenth. All right, really long trip. <laughs> and so I yeah on the ninth and the on the eighth and ninth I we went to well on the eighth we went to the food market and the ninth I went by myself, and we had a lot of stuff. We ate a lot of shit. We touched a lot of shit. <laughs> okay. And so when I came back, I was kind of sick, you know, and. Um, I wasn't, and my parents were like, oh, you should go see a doctor. I'm like, dude, it's just a flu. So I stayed at home. So I stayed at home in my room for two weeks and the symptoms disappeared after two weeks. And I, in my mind, it's just the flu. Let's just not be, don't be a pussy about it. Like it's just the flu. Everyone catches the, it's flu season, right? Stop crying. And then my parents caught it and my brother caught it. And you know, they stayed at home and everything. But then the entire building caught it, right? All the neighbors caught it. That was weird. Yeah. And then next thing you know, a couple of weeks later, they announced first official case of COVID in Abu Dhabi, in Abu Dhabi caused by an, like and found an 80-year-old Chinese woman. And I was like, hell yeah, blame it on her. <laughs> blame it on her. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Didn't know I brought that. Shit <laughs> bro, I was <laughs> patient zero. All right, cool. Bro, no. Definitely patient zero. She's just the first one that got caught. I played the game right. <laughs> I played the cards right. I didn't get caught. I, I, as a matter of fact, I self-quarantined, right? Before that was a thing. A pioneer in my own field. A trailblazer, dare I say. But anyway, so we're saying, yeah. So I, I came back with a couple of spices and I came back with a little something extra for the rest of the country and that was cute. But um, I really enjoyed those spices. That kimchi was fire. <laughs> that kimchi, that kimchi was worth it. Fucking so? fire. You think so, dude? Cause you stayed in Abu Dhabi after that for like another eight months before you came back to London, right? I've been in London this whole time. You've been in Abu Dhabi for like eight months. But the question I wanted to ask you is like, you look at your fridge today, right? Like you look at your kitchen. If you turn around, you look at soy, vegetable oil, normal shit you have in your fridge. But like, what kind of niche shit? do you have in your fridge <laughs> and, what does it say about and what does it say about well for me personally the most niche thing i've ever had in my pantry is kombu leaves 
which is like dry kelp, sure. which you use. I you use to make um, dashi. So basically, it's it's some kind of not not really. It's more like a broth, but it's like it's a weird ass broth. But they use it in Japan to make miso soup. I feel like that's the most niche thing I had. But I also have those things that would. When I look at a YouTuber, like a foodie YouTuber, it kind of makes me cringe looking at them, like Japanese mayo. I'm like, can't you just have the regular, yeah, can't you have the regular ass mayo? But I do have that in my, I have sauerkraut. I used to have sauerkraut, but I got so much shit for having sauerkraut. Yes, you totally did get so much shit for, sa for having sauerkraut, obviously, because one, you're not Jewish. I know it doesn't have anything with, to do with like being Jewish, but like, if you're Jewish, um, you like, you, you indulge in Jewish cuisine, Jewish, like the culinary arts that are like centered salt around beef. like Jew Brisket. salt beef bagels, briskets. Uh, what's that thing Latkes. in Monty's latkes, that kind of stuff. Right. And you like all of a sudden indulged in like sauerkraut. You were like, okay, let me get these like weird ingredients in my fridge. And the entire time you are super anal about the ingredients that are in your fridge. Right. And this is like a direct contrast to like... <laughs> This is the right contest to, like, what I have. Because, like, I don't have shit at home, right? Like, I have canned tuna, rice, and, like, taco seasoning. Like, that's that all I have at home, right? everything about you as well. What do you mean? So, so you started by you saying, started. you start by saying, if you have X stuff in your, um, in your fridge, yeah. that says quite something about you. Yeah. I'll preface by saying this. If you have mayo, mustard, and ketchup. No, if you have only mayo and ketchup. In as condiments, yeah. you're kind of a you're still at this having the going through the student life. Yeah. If you have mustard, you've transitioned into a man. <laughs> you're transitioned into an adult. Mustard? You have yeah, because 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 like mustard isn't the thing that you'd have like as a as a college student. Sure. You have the mayo and the ketchup, and no, that's bro, just about you it. If you're if you're a bro, if you're corn, if you're a bro, you have barbecue sauce. <laughs> Okay, but mustard is like saying, okay, I will complete the trinity. I'm, no. I'm an adult now. No, man. This is what I'm saying, right? Like, if you get ketchup, or Nando sauce. Nando sauce facts. You're, um, a bro. you're a bro. You're a normal human being, right? You wear you, your, your cap backwards. <laughs> you wear your cap backwards, right? You wear a baseball jersey. Absolutely. Uh, but then, um, I'm gonna say this because we are both Arabs, right? Like, we lived in the Middle East. We now live in the UK. Um, we didn't live in the, like, biggest mayo-centric countries in the world, right? Like, the biggest mayo-centric country in the world is obviously the States, right? Like, you'll have any burger, it'll have mayo slapped on that bun like it's, an, uh, it's a fucking plus, right? But I'm just saying right now, right? You don't want to relinquish your childhood. <laughs> you don't want to relinquish that good old days of mom getting you fries with just a, bit, a dollop of mayo on the side. Like, you got fish fingers, and you're like, okay, let me get mayonnaise after. Fuck that, bro. If you, if you all of a sudden start buying mayonnaise in your, like, late 20s, you kind of gave up on your late 20s. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it, man. But one thing you said last time was this whole thing about, like, if you have niche ingredients in your fridge. Kind of Sigma. Kind of Sigma. Right, I'm going past the Sigma thing and just going like, <laughs> you're just trying to make a play, right? Like you're a guy who has food in his fridge as any normal person would. But if you're trying to have like some weird shit in there, you're definitely trying to play some like different plays. Um, <laughs> and every week I look at your fridge, right? Like if it's by the end of the week, all I get is a harissa based dish. If it's the beginning of the week, all I see is all kinds of fucking ingredients in your place. And I have no idea what the fuck you're going to do with them. But I look at that mayonnaise and I look at all these niche ingredients 
And I'm like, bruh, like, where are you going this week? In all fairness, tastes good, right? Like, you, you're you pretty fucking great at this cooking shit, right? Like, you want your own sweet tooth. Facts. I will. I want my sweet tooth. So, for the people who don't watch Cody Co, he has... He has a new show called Sweet Tooth where he goes around L.A. and gets some no, of these no, desserts. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you just want to address the whole Cody Cole thing for the rest of the episode? I don't want – I definitely – I, I sure as hell don't want to address I the sure – I sure as hell don't, sure want, as hell to don't want to do the whole Cody Cole bit. But anyway, the whole thing about Cody Cole is that he's transitioning into like this – now he's made a video with Joshua Weissman and yeah. and he's doing Sweet Tooth. And I'm like, dude, I would kill you to have, have – I would kill I would right? kill to have like dinner with Aziz. Oh. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, you would kill to have that, like, kind of culinary series. Like, yeah. we've talked about blowing up, and we mentioned this in the last episode, right? Like, blowing up and that kind of stuff. Getting Meghan Markle on a podcast, that kind of stuff. Um, but you were talking about, like, I was saying the, the thing Aziz wish he had was a culinary show. And obviously, the thing I had was, like, some kind of movie show. A movie like, a movie blog or, like, whoever wanted to, like, discuss movies with me. That's why, like, we did this whole parenthesis about the fucking Warner Brothers last time. And stuff like that. Because, like, Ozzy's, like, to indulge in my shit. But, like, I look at Ozzy's cooking. Um, beside, but like, besides his fridge and what he has in it. Every time I look at Ozzy's cooking. Uh, and this is the thing Serge and I have said. You didn't learn about, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Mise en place? Yeah. You didn't learn about mise en place. You just decided, fuck it, bro. I'm going to start making a dish. I'm going to take everything out of my fridge, every ingredient, every pot, every fucking thing that I have, and just lay it out on the table. And so by the time Aziz ends making like a chicken katsu curry, which is the thing that he like made for, for Serge and I, um, he just has seven pots out and two pans and, and three whisks and whatever the fuck it may be. He's just ready for everything that's going to happen. But he just fucking makes a mess of it. And at the end of the day, he just looks at you and he goes, yeah, do you want to do dishes, man? Because, like, I did the cooking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's just extra about it. But, like, for example, the coagulate um, part. The coagulate part like, anal. anal as hell. Aziz gets anal about his food, right? Like, the first time we made food in my newest apartment, um, we made spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Um, I'd never made spaghetti and meatballs that way or whatever it was. Like, all of it was new to me. But the time that we made this chicken katsu curry, uh, at some point, Aziz is looking at the pot and looking at the curry that's supposed to, like, thicken at some point. And he bashes the fucking hob. <laughs> he just smashes the hob and just goes, dude, fuck. Like, the it didn't work out, man. And, and Sales and I are just looking at him like, dude, like, what the fuck happened? Do you want to tell us, like, what the problem is at first so we can try and, like, help you out or try and figure this out? Um... And he's like, bro, I'm telling you, like, fuck, it didn't work out. And we're like, what happened? And he goes, dude, and then fucking coagulate. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what that meant. Sales probably didn't know what that meant. But Aziz was staring at it like, oh, dude, we failed all of this. And he gets so anal about the food that he fucking makes. But it always turns out pretty fucking nice. You know, you put your heart and soul into this. You do put your heart and soul into yeah. it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, demands a lot of elbow grease, <laughs> as they would say. Look, there's this one thing about you cooking for the last, like, years. Ever since we got to university, I showed you how to cut, a, cut up a chicken breast at first. Mm-hmm. And then you, you took it from there. Yeah. You really took it from there. Right? Yeah. Like, you started watching Bitches Babish, whatever it was, yes. and started learning all kinds of stuff. And four years on, you're great at it, right? But I do want to say one thing. I've had the chance to cook for chicks before, yes. right? Never, never made it 
into like a, oh, let me give you like a nice dish. Uh, let me serve up anything kind of nice. Nothing at all. I'm garbage at cooking, right? And I do want to say you're good at cooking, but it hasn't gotten you fucking anywhere, man. It hasn't gotten me laid. It hasn't gotten you laid. It did not get me laid. It just makes you look like the biggest simp I've ever seen. It does make me look like a simp. As a matter of fact, I've actually had quite a few moments where I was like, you know what? Let me cook for you. Yeah, yeah. Facts. When I, like someone I want to, I haven't seen them in a while. I was like, you know what? How about you come over? Let me make you some real nice dish. Let me make you some food. For sure. Facts. Because like that's my. Way it's of saying, it's like it's a big giveaway. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, yeah, it's very fatherly. A kiss on the forehead kind of vibes. Like, do you like it, sweetheart? <laughs> oh my god, oh. so cringe, but yeah, it is very simpy though. Like, that one time I made mac and cheese for like three girls <laughs> and they just ate it and did not say a word. And I'm like, this is such a simp move. Wait, you mean didn't say a word? They just yeah. no. They just oh, ate it. So oh yeah, it was just thank you, and just they just move on. <laughs> so I was like, all this effort to making like a specific kind of mac and oh, cheese that sucks for you. Sucks for me. Like I want to say it couldn't be me, but it totally it was, was, it was me. Yeah, 2019 beta move. But yeah, kind of simpy, which leads me to the next part of our 2020 recap. Sure. The word simp. The word simp. The big word. Big recap. recap. Exactly. Right. Great. Simp is probably in the same way that um, what was that word in 2016? Right. Snowflake? Uh, no, 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 no. Fuck snowflake. I actually, oh, fuck. I'm uh, I, I can't find. There was this word in like 2015, 2016 that became like the biggest word on Oxford Dictionary, and the, it it became their newest word. You know what I mean? I can't remember. If it, swag. I think swag. it might. It was swag. I think it was swag. Right. Like around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a couple years. No, no, but but I think like swag was one of those bigger stories in terms of like Oxford Dictionary accepting a new word and that kind of stuff. But like, word like I I've said Tazis personally. Keyword of twenty twenty is employability. <laughs> but keyword of twenty twenty for twenty twenty has been simp. simp. It's been the biggest thing in terms of like all of it. If it if it's in regards to like social media figures or whatever it may yeah. be or actual people that you like simp for. Simping has been the biggest thing this year. Yeah, simp, simp, it, it became like kind of a hive mind yeah. thing where everybody at the same time agreed that we're going to start using the word simp. It, it became super, super cringe at some point. But then the comeback to simp was like incel and whatever. Sure. But I wanted, to, I wanted to discuss this because recently there was this big uh, thing Twitch announced, which is, I think it was like three days ago, to be honest. But Twitch basically announced that they're banning a couple of emotes and a couple of words from uh it's part of their um terms of uh terms of service yes it's part of their tos you're not allowed to use the word simp or the word uh incel or the word virgin all right that's that it will be considered as slander so it began yeah yeah calling someone a virgin is apparently slander now on social media because i feel like twitch this is how twitch went about this they were like okay so we took away all the racist shit that's on our platform, yeah. right? Because that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah. And on the internet, racism. Yeah. Like if the if you've be, ever gamed as a kid, you know it's a haven for for bad comments, right? Yeah. People will hit you with all kinds of slurs. Like unregulated internet. Absolutely, absolutely. Unregulated internet. Exactly. You will get this regardless, no matter what you do or say. And most of the time, they will hit you with some racist slash homophobic slander 
But I feel like because Twitch got rid of all that stuff already, yep. they didn't have anything to pick on recently. So they decided to turn people even softer than what they actually are, than, than what they usually are. And they said, you know what, from now on, simp, incel, virgin, nah. I can't believe that's not a thing. Because, like, okay, it's fine. Simp, incel, big 2020 keywords, right? Yes. Like, big. Simp has the uh, insane negative connotations to it, right? Like, like I don't even, I couldn't even start saying like what the positive connotations for simp are because I, you haven't seen too many posts like accentuating the, only, the, the good the, stuff about being a simp. Only, right? The only positive thing about simping is like when you say to yourselves like, "Man, I'm about to simp for this girl." That's sure. just you saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like." I'm about to simp. I mean, there's no other way around it. It's like I, I like this girl. I dig exactly. her. I want to simp for her. Exactly. That, but that's that's just about it. Exactly. As soon as you start simping, yes, that's it. You're a simp, right? Exactly. Like, all anything your boys are gonna say, anything your friends simp. are gonna say is just simp. That's it. Negative connotation for all of it. You're a fucking. What does simp stand for? Sucker idolizing. sucker idolizing mediocre pussy, right? Exactly. That's it. That's what you are for 2020, right? Um, and incel. I don't uh, incel 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 is a whole thing, isn't it? Like involuntary involuntary celibate, yeah. right? Because it got to a point where there is a big community on the internet, the woman hating community. The you know the the guys is like women have it easy, women be living in yes, recruit yes. difficulty. Birdman. Birdman, yeah, birdman type of shit. And um it's at to some extent I understand where these people come from, but they got the whole picture wrong. Meaning at the start they look at a super, super small pool of overly privileged women who get through their the go through life by just being hot. Right. And they benefit from it. And you can look at part of it like OnlyFans and everything. Uh, what's it called? Uh, titty, titty streamers. And you can think, man, like they're not talented, but they're making mad they're making cash. They, they're making a lot of money. And it's like so like they're they have there's no meritocracy in this. Right. They're just being hot and Instagram uh, girls and everything. And I get that's that's the foundational piece of their logic but then they take this whole thing and imply that every single woman has it easy where it's and by then you're like dude it's complete bullshit and that is a very big community on the internet and those people are part of the that this community is the community that if you show any love to women you'll be labeled as a simp by them and so as a way to fight back People start calling this community the incel community. It's like you're involuntary, oh, involuntarily okay. celibate, because like you, you're just hating, because you're a nice guy. Sure. You can't get pussy, yeah. so you're just bashing <laughs> women. That's the involuntary celibate. That's it. It's like if you try to actively look for pussy, you still couldn't get some. I'm not so gonna lie, bro. imagine being an incel. I could not be me. Couldn't be, be an incel. Bro, it's, it's not like it's not like I've never like I've I've shot my shot. And not made it right like i've already like hitting on chicks yeah. hitting on chicks hit on chicks and not bagged any of them right involuntary celebrate right like that's what the situation calls for but that's not it bro it's not, it's not the same fucking story right like simps in 2020 have been disrespected i'm not gonna lie because simps are kind of synonymous with, like nice guys bro yeah. like they're, they're just they're suckers they're suckers trying to be nice to like some mediocre think, women, right? They think being, they, they think like 
they could um, they didn't getting any sort of attention through the use of a monetary transaction yeah. will give them the comfort comfort that they want. Basically, you know, giving donations to streamers, paying for OnlyFans, blah blah blah. They think that's what's gonna get them laid, but it really doesn't. And that's that's where the whole sim thing became. We call that on on in Twitch terms this is the kind of people that we'd label as tier three subs to Pokimane. <laughs> tier three tier subs, three subs exactly. I see that. Um, but I don't even have a problem with the whole banning simp and incel. Um, I mean, yeah, I do have a bit of a problem, but I also see where Twitch is coming from because it's mainly now used to target people rather than just, you know, poke fun at them. Yeah. The whole virgin thing, I'm sorry, the but I absolutely I disagree. Understand. First of all, first of all, for, yeah, first of all, you're what you're saying, you're implying that now because... When you're gaming and you're playing big 2025s, you're playing Warzone, okay? You're playing Warzone, you're going on a tear, okay? And you get killed by a hacker, all right? Or you get killed by someone who's been, like, camping or hiding in plain sight the entire game. You're kind of salty about it. Your first reaction is like, oh, this fucking virgin, man. He can't do it. He can't do it the right... No, no, but that's what we used to say. And it was fine. It wasn't necessarily an attack on virgins. It's like... This no life kind of guy, but it's fine, right? As long as no actual uh, authority declared that it was a slur, we all kind of acknowledge that it wasn't a slur. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. As long as nobody, like if Microsoft, so if Twitch, for example, bans the word virgin, this is Twitch acknowledging it is a slur, it is which is so which stupid. Is it's ridiculous. Because exactly, it's something that dudes say I'm when games. Yeah, it's, it's like you fucking virgin, and then, that's us. For example, our bit about the whole alpha beta thing. That's that's all there is to it. It's like oh, you fucking beta, you fucking alpha, oh, you been, fucking that, virgin. That has been our bit for like the last five years. For the last ten, bro. For the last five years, our entire bit has been classism. <laughs> Whether we, <laughs> it has been classism. Like, our our whole bit has been how much better than other people are we, right? And we've just we've just adapted to like the most current terms right yeah yeah no, no it's been like the three of us um i'm pretty sure like alpha and colin aziz beta was like serge's niche it was his whole thing right like yeah. for a while <laughs> until we all decided fuck and it equal ground good. equal footing right like we'll all be bulls right like past alphas will all be bulls no, but there was the top, and bottom phase. top and bottom there was alpha and beta and then there was top and bottom, and then there was bull and bear, yes. and now yeah. there's centered and off-centered. <laughs> Facts. But anyway, that's that wasn't even what uh, we wanted to discuss. We said um, the whole, yeah, we said the whole virgin thing was kind of, it was kind of lame from Twitch to admit that yeah, it's like, a slur it, and everything. It, it, was lame. It, was, it was lame for Twitch to just all of a sudden characterize people who were like, simps or virgins or whatever it may be is like unacceptable all of a sudden like that's a ridiculous standard or ridiculous barrier to start and, and, and the other thing is at some point the okay so when you play american football the, there's this whole thing with legislation uh about american football um how you know with the whole cte and everything you can't tackle over the neck whatever and a lot of it is because um they got a lawsuit sure. right and one of the main arguments against this was like it's there it doesn't matter how safe you make football you cannot legislate violence out of it 
yeah. you just gotta m- deal with it. And yeah. part of being on the internet is there's only so much safety you can get on the internet. Might as well learn to have a bit of a tough skin. And if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be uh, moved by somebody calling you a virgin yeah. when you game, yeah. or when you're on stream, then maybe the internet is not made for you, and maybe you shouldn't get on those platforms. But it's not part. It should not be Twitch's mo to just try to legislate hate out of the internet because the internet will always be hate. Because at, at its core, what is it? It's people who can't see each other who can write whatever they can communicate with each other. If I don't have the fear of you clobbering me in the face when I hate on you, then I'll be damned if I don't say what I what I feel like saying on the internet. Like if if I can write and comment a comment on your YouTube video and say whatever the fuck I want to say with no repercussion, yeah. then I'll keep on doing that. And if people don't, and like okay, they legislated simp and everything, but at some point they will find something else, and they'll keep and they'll pounce on that. See, this is the thing. Like they legislated simp, and what's that other one? Uh, incel. Incel. Thank you. I keep I keep forgetting incel. Um, incel. That kind of stuff. But like, you still got people who like define their characters as this kind of thing blowing up on fucking spotify bro like okay uh if we're doing a recap of 2020 we do have to mention that one of the biggest things in 2020 has been has been podcasts right like tmg blew up in the biggest way i was watching impulsive a couple days ago and it was uh mike may going um oh did we not win the streamy for best podcast who was it and then he goes like tmg you get what i mean like Caller Daddy, that kind of like you have some of the biggest podcasts that haven't appeared in 2020, but that have like grown exponentially, right? Like Spotify all of a sudden is dropping like insane deals on all kinds of fucking podcasts. And um, we look at that. (laughs) Obviously, you and I look at that and we look at this and we're like, okay, this is the new wave, right? Like this, uh, we have to ride it, right? Like we have to be those fucking whitewashed Arabs who are going to get on Spotify and, and like define their niche, right? Like we can't be the fucking white boys. who are going to make jokes about TikTok or Twitter or whatever. Maybe we have to be the Arab dudes who make to- jokes about TikTok. <laughs> fucking whatever. We're just, we're just copying content, but just in a di- to a different, uh, locale to a different exactly, audience. Exactly. exactly. But at this core, we're all, yeah, dude, that, that, that takes me back to that comment I made. This is going to be such a controversial take, but I swear to God, it is no, but I think you've heard. I've told you that before, but I feel like people in the audience won't necessarily agree with it. But trust me, at its core, it is so factual. There are only two types of Arabs. Oh, okay, yeah, I do agree. With this. Those that wish they were white, and those that wish they were black. <laughs> See, that's that's the comment I we made in the last episode. Whitewash, blackwash. I swear to God, this is true. If you, like, look. There are there is such a thing as an Arab Arab like yes, you know like being there really is there is a middle ground there is there is the the Arab that is very much you know and, and like he's like rooted connected connected to their, connected to their but culture, exactly but yeah also. but the thing is with the growth of the internet and the, you know and the super efficient soft power of the United States yes, we were conditioned to watch a lot of Western stuff. Yeah right listen to a lot of western music growing up and part of it is that we lost our not our heritage per se but we lost 
a big our chunk of the connection yes a bit our, our inclination to, like to yeah like exactly like when you go to egypt i know for a fact like people will be into egyptian cinema right but it's not you know exactly it's not a thing that you have i don't have I, I don't watch for example tunisian shows you know but my mom does my dad does they like during ramadan it's a thing exactly because 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 we we get so much attraction to that to the westernized content a lot of us will will go through kind of not an identity crisis per se, but they will be more attached more attached to something else that's not part of their actual no. culture. And that's where I made the joke. I made that I made that comment saying at the at its core, the people that we went to high school with, if they were Arab, you either watched, you either listened listened to Fifty Cent, to DMX, exactly, you listened to like DMX, Fifty Cent, Eminem, or you went you went to logic or you vibe like you know you vibe tyler the creator sure, sure, sure. you vibe, vibe yeah claro yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that yeah. kind of energy yeah you're white. either like the soft you know artsy vibe yeah. or you went for the thug vibe which isn't even the thug, even, arab, the, thug the thug arab the thug arab is the worst character in society today I'll, I'll i'll put it bluntly because here's the thing as a tunisian as a north african i take offense to stereotypes all right i hate it oh you damn arabs whatever. and that's sure. that's a more of a french thing than a, a british thing like sure. it's it's i don't it's not as prevalent here but it's more prevalent i guess yeah. in france or from french people and i hate that stereotypes you know because what they perceive as arabs they it's two things it's you're from qatar and you're rich or you're north african right. and you're a thug exactly and so that whole North African vibe of the thug, yeah. I hate that personality, I like but I know so many people that it's their entire personality. It's like, oh, I'm from Morocco or I'm from Algeria or I'm from Tunisia. And that's their entire identity. Like that, that everything you will know about them, it's you could plug, plug them in a group with other people of the same background and they will start vibing automatically. But and they, a- and they, they try to force that stereotype it's like they're trying to enforce it even more like do chill you're not a thug you lived in abu dhabi yes but there's a very specific thing about like for example like um algerian moroccan tunisian whatever it may be right maghrib that's the thing right like like dz type of shit you know what i mean like exactly like if you decide to accentuate that thing whether you be moroccan or algerian or whatever it's another thing it's 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 not embracing western culture it's not embracing arab culture it's embracing like another like subsection of Western slash Arab culture. That I just, swear to God, I remember weird. for like this is gonna r- maybe ring a bell to a lot of people. If you studied in the UAE, chances are you have met an Arab dude who's from n- a North African country who oh, makes who makes it feel like he came from like Detroit. he came from South Detroit. Yeah, pretty much. I swear to God. So- He'll make he'll make it feel like he's from like from Chi Town or from Detroit, Chi Town or Detroit, and it's like come on, chill, like, you, dude, you're from you lived in Khaldeya, okay, or yeah, you lived in Khaldeya. That's the hood for you. Come on, man, what's the hood in Abu Dhabi? No, but at least kids these days get it, right? Yeah. So, but back in the day, nobody would call him out on that shit, and we'd be fine with it. It's like, oh, that's their personality. But thinking back, should totally should have like made a comment about it. Absolutely. Like. Blackwashed Arabs. This dude, first of all, first of all, this dude I know played the whole personality that he's black because he's like quite like he's quite tanned, 
And it's like, as an Arab, you being tan does not make you black, right? It doesn't make you, you won't, think about it this way. You will not face the same issues yeah. if you travel to the United States yeah. or to Western countries. You will not be viewed the same way. Like, so don't play. Yeah, yeah. You come, you come through the customs. Exactly. You, you give out that. Like however tan, quote unquote, tan you look. Yeah. You're still not going to be black, man. Exactly. So I have, I have my own gripe with the. Actually, to be honest, I have my own gripe with both. Like if you're whitewashed or blackwashed Arab. Yeah. Just be Arab, man. <laughs> Which is such a thing I should say to myself because that's the thing we keep saying. Actually, that's the thing we keep saying to ourselves. As like, as like a cultural, as like a cultural disclaimer for you and I. Um, you and I are people who are whitewashed Arabs, right? Like we're Western-washed Arabs, but at the same time, we're still people who like, whenever we get the chance, try and rep, embrace rep, rep, rep our culture, right? Like rep Egyptian, rep Tunisian, or like any chance you get. You'll drop the slang. You'll drop the thing. You'll still say the stuff. If you learn the stuff, you're going to drop it, like, consistently. You're not going to, like, switch off and still go towards the whole, like, Western Arab. Western Arab, whether it be whitewashed or blackwashed, right? Like, there's still a side of each of us that goes towards the whole, like, let's embrace our Arabness. Exactly. Right? But in the Arab world, three types of Arabs, right? <laughs> True Arabs, blackwashed Arabs, and whitewashed Arabs. And our message, and our message for this recap of 2020 episode, <laughs> our final note should be: try to avoid being one of the latter yeah, two categories those, for 2021. Man. Be Arab. Be Arab. Do good. Yeah, man. Do, more good. Do more good. That's 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 how we end. That's how we end this year, and that's how we're gonna end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It's uh, such a dumb it is a dumb. It is a dumb take, but at the end, but. At its state, at its core, at its core, it will. It, it is at its core, it will connect with like way more Arabs than we think, yeah. right? Like, there's way more neutral or whitewashed or blackwashed Arabs out there that we don't know. Like, we know some whitewashed Arabs, you and I, some blackwashed Arabs, some of our friends, some neutral Arabs, our friends as well. But like, there's definitely like a shit ton of fucking Arabs out there who were like battling, debating with their own. To that, I suggest watch Rami. Go ahead. Exactly. To any Arabs who are doubting their Arabness, mm -hmm. whether you like be... Need to make a connection. Who yeah. feel like they need to connect back with their culture for the yes. following year. Absolutely. Watch Rami. Exactly. Watch Rami, whether you be Muslim or Christian or whatever other religion you are. It's, it's not about religion. It's about culture. It's about identity it's about that kind of stuff watch rami for all the arabs out there that's that's the biggest fucking statement we got for 2020 i'm not gonna lie like that's the biggest thing i got watch rami see what you are right like figure out if you are a whitewashed arab figure out if you are a blackwashed arab in 2021 be the arab you want to be <laughs> that's that's what 2021 is all about man be the better arab bro be the arab you want to be facts for facts. sure well i think we'll stop <laughs> right here that listen this has been a true blessing yeah. to get to share these five episodes with you guys i'm really really thrilled about where this is gonna go and i hope it goes somewhere actually yeah. <laughs> of course and we've been talking about blowing up yeah, yeah, we've been talking about blowing up for so long. We actually hope we do blow up. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't, if it doesn't blow, up, blow up, if listen, if if, 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 if even if if one person likes 
or liked any of this, that's already a W. Because yes, that's brother. that's that's hell, hell yeah, brother. Hell yes, brother. Is what we're, going we're trying to do more good, even if it's for one person. <laughs> do more good, entertain one more person. That that's next man up. That's, that's our this motto. Is all about, man. This is our emo. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go, guys. I hope you enjoyed all of this. I hope you have a blessed new year. And uh, we'll see you in 2021 with our sixth episode. All right, boys. Take care. Peace.